It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryson. I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also we have the Merman, who's flying the colors of the Minnesota Vikings. What's about? What's that about there, Merman? Because uh, I'm a Viking. Duh. Oh. But uh, I don't think any of the people that play for that team are Vikings. Other they, than they might be, you don't know. I'm you pretty don't sure know Kirk them. Cousins isn't. You don't know. Kirk Cousins does love him some Jesus, though. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. I'm not sure if the Vikings were Jesus people, but Kirk Cousins is. Oh, yeah, trust but, me. But Vikings, I mean. No, no I don't think they were. They yeah. weren't. Yeah, well. They, they, they used to kill Christians. <gasps> no. So that's kind of weird. Kirk Cousins playing quarterback for them then, eh? It's a head scratcher, really. You know, if you I think knew. You think you get traded the Vikes, I'm like, no, no. They were killing my people once upon a time. See, if I knew anything about football, I would care what the two you two were fucking talking about. What the hell's a, I don't. What the hell's so. a brown? What the hell is a Viking? Uh, Alright, so thanks for all the supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe and share and give us a five star rating on your listening platform or support us. Join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film and we will watch it if it played anywhere in the world. Now, let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadows Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Oh, look, I have a new button. Catchy. Nice. All right. You've all been wanting it. You've been telling us on social media nonstop. No one's been wanting it. That the merman predicts, and so we've brought it forward. No one wants We saw four movies this week. And Mur has guaranteed on on the life of his Vikings that he can predict our ratings verbatim by just seeing the trailers. I guarantee nothing. All right. So, Mer, give us the ratings. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Landscape the Invisible Hand. I saw two trailers, and they're two totally different movies. I don't know which one it actually is. Nice. The this one, is going to make it tough for you. Well, the one is about two kids in love going through high school. The right. other one is about the silly putty alien who comes to live with them or something. I it's, don't know. It's both. It's the same movie. But it's two different trailers. Nice. So I don't know which movie it actually was supposed to be. It's but based both. on it's how both. weird it really is, All right. Uh, I figured Bryce would give it a Mondo. All right. Jim, maybe because he doesn't like Tiffany Haddish as much, uh, may give it a meh. Okay. All right. Next. Strays. Which I wish I had seen instead of the one I did see. Uh, looked like crap. Mm. I couldn't imagine you guys enjoying it at all. Okay. Uh, I, I thought you guys both gave it a rage. Double rage. Okay. Let's go on. What else we got? Well, Jules, I went to and sat yes. with Jim. Right. I heard him laugh. Same okay. places I laughed. Okay. So I know he enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, so I figured he probably gave it a Mondo. Uh, Bryce, maybe not. Maybe he gave it a meh. 
Okay. Because he has a cold heart. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Yes, ah, you yeah, do. Yeah, you are aware of that. Then we have ah. the blue beetle. Ooh. The blue beetle. Oh, my, am I wrong about this one? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't heard what you predicted yet. Well, uh, I figured just because it was a superhero movie, you gave it a man. Okay. And if Jim, hopefully, is anything like me, he gave it a rage. Okay. So there you go. Was that it? I mean, yeah, that's only four movies, right? Oh. Wow. There we go. Should I predict the weather too? Sure, you can. Can you? All right, let's get on with this. Let's do this. All right, just to remind everybody, it was Mondo and Matt. That's the predictions. Yes, for Landscape with Invisible Hand, he predicted that I would give it a Mondo and Jim would give it a Matt. Let's see. Let's see if the Amazing Merman has done it. Okay. Oh, we're not only doing it, we're doing it every week. <laughs> so, Landscape with the Invisible Hand is a sci-fi flick that drips with satire and subversively touches upon many poignant issues. It is a story of an alien race that comes to Earth and through its promises of global prosperity, takes over the planet. Based on the book by M.T. Anderson, director Corey Finley brings this story to life. It is weird and funny and unnerving and very original. It is sci-fi the way I like it. No need for expensive special effects as the compelling characters give the film substance. The actors all buy into this bizarre and one-of-a-kind ride. As an aside, Tiffany Haddish continues to prove my initial impression of her was wrong as she is once again very good as Beth. Not saying she was wonderful, I'm saying she was solid again in a dramatic role as a mother doing her best under some trying circumstances. This movie was well acted, extremely funny, and very, very, very well written. The movie just simply makes an impression on me, and that makes it Mondo. Oh, Murray's one for one. Oh, baby. Shocker. There we go. So one for the merman. But that, I th- you, are you saying that you think most of his prediction was because Tiffany Haddish was in the movie? No. I okay. thought he thought he would gush a little more about her. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, she was solid. Let's put it this way. As long as she doesn't try to be funny, she might be an okay actress. She wasn't trying to be funny. Because when she tries to be funny, she's not. <laughs> Except in that one movie with the... the no, she's yeah, never she's funny. Like, ever. She's pretty good in that Netflix movie. I'm a little on side with Murray on this. But let me tell you what I thought about Landscape with Invisible Hand. This is the story of coming of age through art and family and friendship and mistakes and what makes us happy and sad and so many things that so many ways to absorb a story where aliens have landed and sort of have taken over our culture and through it pointing fingers at commercialism and selling out or not selling out but ultimately accepting where you are and Yes. Where you are supposed to be. Mm. The music in this alien is funny at times. And when it comes with its alienness, it's cute and funny. But it's calmer than, say, Mars Attacks and the music by Danny Elfman. But with that sort of same cadence. The two young actors in this, played by Kylie Rogers, who plays Chloe, and Asante Black with two Ks, who plays Adam, are both fantastic young actors and really bring across the full scope of their feelings and emotions in this complex film. The humor is subtle and at times could not be overlooked. And some of the messaging in this film is also told through Adam's, and I'm putting art in a little bit of quotation pieces, Mm -hmm. in almost a Wes Anderson kind of way, but not quite as quirky as Wes may have provided us in most of his art renditionings in his films. I knew nothing about what was going to happen through this film, and uh, I didn't know what was going to happen as it continued to change every time. I'm just glad I got to go along for the journey and the film ended in an outstanding way, which was that of maybe hope or maybe just accepting 
where we are at at any point where we are at no matter the diversity that may be put in front of us and thank god that tiff had more of a dramatic role in this she's very good as we all know how both i and the mer feel about her not being funny she usually isn't but, but yeah. as a serious but lately she's been as right. a serious dramatic actor she is definitely holding her own yep so i don't say this very often mm -hmm. in fact this may be the only time i've said it mm. but tiffany haddish did not destroy this from being a mondo so Murray's prediction was leaning in the right direction. I was. <laughs> because she has the ability to ruin a movie. She does. But in this one, she was great. It's Mondo. There you go. Yeah. One and one for the Merman. All right. He's batting 500. Is that, that a is, baseball that term? That is the baseball term. All right. Next but up. If he could pitch that way, right? Like, wouldn't wouldn't that be like somebody would want to hire him? Yes. Okay. Anything else you want to clean up with that one? Or? Eh, you know... It's one of those movies that we could discuss for like 10 hours and still wouldn't yeah. get scratched the surface. You know, or we could just say, you know what? Go see it. If I actually went to see it, I probably would have no idea what the hell was going on. You might have known what's going on, but yes. we both voted that you probably wouldn't have liked it. Yes. Would it be right? Yeah. Well, we don't, you don't know. The you, don't know. you don't know unless you've preordained what you're going to give it. Which I think sometimes you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. All times on right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we also got to see, as Murray said, the movie Strays. Oh. What if The Incredible Journey wasn't produced by Disney, mm. and instead of a cat and two dogs trying to race across the country to find their ass-bag family for leaving them, it was about a little dog whose owner, who was Will Forte, <laughs> an ass-bag. <laughs> yeah, who's hilarious in everything that I've ever seen him in, but is the most deplorable person that ever has lived and would play fetch fuck with his dog as he tried to lose him in the woods. And when the little dog Reggie realizes his owner is a fucking asshole, decides to find his way home so he can bite his dick off. Yep. Now that is what I call an incredible journey. Well, it's an incredible journey. Yeah. So with a payoff. With a payoff. With, with a with a dickless owner. Mm. Well, add in a few dog friends, a magic mushroom trip, where they rip apart a family of bunnies. They piss shit and fuck their way across the country, telling nasty, hilarious dog-related jokes for an hour and a half. Then. With some of the best R&B and Miley Cyrus songs in a movie about talking dogs wanting to bite his master's dick off could ever deliver. I laughed at a ton and had a pretty good time. This ain't no look who's talking now. I can tell you that. Oh, that's for sure. But damn, if you didn't put all those stupid plot stuff mm. and made it all sappy and focused all your attention on the laughs like we got in the first 20 minutes of this, this could have been the best talking animal movie since Milo and Otis. And although I suspended disbelief about a lot of things that were outlandishly not believable, because after all, I was watching a fucking talking dog movie, I laughed at a talking dog movie comedy. Mm. Who knew? For that, plus some of the most amazing cameo appearances you ever get, yeah. I am going to give Strays a meow. You mean a meh. Oh, sorry. I, right. I meant a meh. Yeah. Meh. Meh. A meh. A meh. A meh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, Murray missed on that one. Wah, wah. Strays. Yeah, but you guys also like Jackass the movie too. So. Yeah, you should have. You yeah. should have registered that in your yes, in your psyche. And I gave uh, Freddie Got Finger to Mondo, just so you know. Strays starts out strong as it comes out of the gate with some big, big, big laughs. Then it tries to pack too much story into a simple premise. This film should have been just sending these dogs from situation to situation with the one goal of getting me to laugh not teaching me a lesson or trying Ugh. to tug at my heartstrings. Ugh. 
This is a film that needed more dicks getting ripped off and less happily ever after endings for every stinking dog in the movie. Still, the funny was very funny. I'm gonna make this quote short and sweet. So that made this mad. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. It was a talking dog movie. It was a talking And it was talk- funny for most of it. it. Was, you know, this is one of those movies that like, if because the, the humor is completely vulgar. It's rated oh. R for God's sakes. Yep. And then they throw in plot that's supposed to I be know. for children. And then like, exactly. Like, were oh, they, this little girl and the, they get together and they complete each yeah, other's lives and who cares? Who cares? Where's her dad so the dog can bite its dick, dick off? off. <laughs> right? Like, I can't believe that they had such a good premise. Yep. The premise of a dog trying to get home to bite his master's dick off. It was genius. How did nobody come up with this before? <laughs> And then they completely ruined the whole movie yeah. by putting they didn't, they plot didn't into ruin it. it, but they, they, they could have had a Mondo. They, they could have, yeah. if they stayed true to what to, it was. Yeah. Because you know, all of a sudden you, you got this amazing comedy Murray that was like rapid fire for the first 20 oh, minutes. The first 20 and minutes. And then it just, we were like, just, we were almost pissing ourselves for <laughs> 20 minutes. And we were the only two in the cinema. So <laughs> it was, we had nothing barriering us. Yeah. Although I think the usher came in once to find out what, there's something wrong. Cause we were laughing so hard. Yes. And then, and then they settled into themselves and then they were like, the dogs weren't filthy anymore. The yeah, jokes was, were not just, coming. Yeah. They put in characters that were like, hey, what? Why is this even it's in like, here? It's like, let's make the rest of the movie PG-13. It's like, why? What? Yeah. What's going on? And then they end it with not an R ending. There was a total change. There wasn't an R ending. It no. was like a, It was like PG, yeah. maybe just PG. I mean, they, I, I'm sorry. You know, they should they should have been more graphic with that. Yeah, we don't want to do any spoilers yeah. here to let you know whether or not Reggie made his commitments to yes. wanting to bite his master's dick off. But if you like filthy, filthy, filthy talking animal movies, it's for you. Like Milo and Otis, then th- you'll probably like this. Just like Milo, Milo and Otis. Milo and Otis had filthy talking animals. I don't know, Dudley Moore, he's pretty filthy. He is. Remember, he played Arthur. Yes. Wasn't it a Disney movie? Arthur? No, it wasn't. Oh, Milo and Otis? I don't know. Maybe. Might have been. <laughs> Which is also filthy, so. Yes. <laughs> kind of proves my point. All right. What else did we see? Uh, well, we went downtown to the art cinema. Art house which, cinema. Which we almost never go to. That's right. Uh, and saw Jules. Jules. With Ben Kingsley. Oh, I know him. Yeah. I, bl- I believe he's a sir. He is Sir Ben Kingsley. Uh, Milton is an old codger who lives a life of routine. Yeah. Till a UFO crashes in his backyard and crushes what? his azaleas. That's crazy. <laughs> his azaleas. He soon makes friends with its passenger and enlists his friends to help him. This was kind of like E.T. meets Cocoon. Instead of the face-hugging, acid-spitting alien we get... A cute humanoid, non-verbal kind that eats apples and likes cats mm. a little too much. Mm. There's an, there's, you're insinuating something there with the dog, with the cat and the alien, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't say enough about the cast of this film. Sir Ben Kingsley, the witty Jane Curtin, Jane and Curtin's Harriet Samson Harris, who I know as the conniving agent of Fraser Crane in said TV show. Mm. Uh, What's a Fraser Crane? Three amigos conjure up memories of Cocoon and prove that age is just a number. I did keep waiting for Kingsley to hook up with one of these old biddies, though. Uh, this was a fun, quirky, charming film where you instantly fall in love with all the characters. Even the inept local authorities were fun to laugh at. And I got a real kick out of the city council meetings with their petty little problems. Yeah, those were good. I those honestly good. laughed at almost everything in this film, and the sweet, sappy ending was right up my alley. Nice. So if you're not looking for a serious film, but a cheerful, uplifting one, this one is for you. Happy, happy E.T. Mondo. Nice. All right. Nice. That makes me happy that you enjoyed it so much. Yeah, me too. Who doesn't love Ben Kingsley? I mean... I love Ben Kingsley. He's, he's freaking like awesome. Jules was very familiar it wasn't a bad movie it just wasn't especially original 
The performances are very good, with Ben Kingsley leading the way with a very entertaining turn as Milton, a man on the verge of senility who encounters an extraterrestrial in his backyard. Supporting him are Jane Curtin as Joyce, Harriet Sansom Harris as Sandy, two neighbors that are in on the fact that the stories of the alien spaceship in Milton's backyard are true. There are a lot of very entertaining scenes sprinkled throughout, especially the city council scenes. I'm on board with you there, Merman. And I have to admit, a great place to call home is confusing as, are they talking about calling home on the telephone? Yeah, that's what they were talking about. Oh, well, see that I don't mean either way. I think they but, need to change that. But I think they had like rotary phones. I am, I'm with you on that one, Milton. I am with you. So there are enough laughs and the film has a sensitivity to it and the characters are presented with a certain amount of respect. So all that being said, I was entertained and it was meh. Okay. And Merman that predicted one? that. I did. Merman's. Merman. I think he's still. He's a little he's low. Un, 50, he's, he's under five hundred right now. Yeah. He's it's only because I didn't realize how much you guys like stupid talking animal movies. Yeah. Well, you learned a lesson today. You, <laughs> Apparently. Hopefully, you'll get better. At this. I figured you thought it was too stupid, and you would have raged about it. All I know is I remember hearing you say, "I can predict what you guys are gonna rate before." The amazing Merman I've gone two for three for you so far, just so you know. Yeah. Oh. Bingo, bango, bongo. Maybe I know you a little more than you think. That's right. Oh. All right. Well, let's see how well he knows me and my love of Ben Jim Kingsley. Jim is always a mystery. Though. I'm an international man of mystery. Me and Austin Powers. Okay. So, Ben Kingsley. Sir, sorry. Sir Ben Kingsley. He has brought us iconic characters like Gandhi and Itzhak Stern from Schindler's List. But also, he has brought us the likes of The Hood from the film Thunderbirds and Kagan from the film Blood Rain. So you never know what you're going to get when you know that Ben Kingsley's in a film. Yeah, he'll sign up for some crap. He will sign up for anything that gives him a paycheck and calls him sir. Mm. In this one, we find him as an aging widower living in a small town who is losing his memory, has a daughter who's trying to help him cope with his daily life the best she can. He lives pretty much a solitary life where, as he has entered his golden part of his life, he follows his habits by attending the city council meetings, as we have all talked about already, with the same things every week. And the city councillors don't take anything that the local seniors have to say, as they seem to all come every week with similar type complaints. The film shows us that the elderly are forgotten and they're a forgotten part of our community. And until a spaceship lands in his backyard one day, his life is probably would have stayed exactly the same for a long time. The cast in this, as you guys have both mentioned, are fantastic. Harriet Sampson Harris, uh, Jane Curtin uh, as his two older crony friends that become close through the alien visitor. The story is light and comical at times and brings deeper meaning to how older people should not be forgotten and throws in a few surprises like an exploding head and a spacecraft fueled with cat carcasses. It takes a similar journey of that which we've already heard from the Murr, like Cocoon or Mac and Me or Paul or E.T. What about batteries not included? Or batteries not included. And in this case, there is a huge meaning at the end of this, which is sometimes young people can be dicks to older people and aliens can be nice when they want to be. Hmm. Or maybe it wasn't that message. I think that was among the messages. Uh, maybe it was a few messages. I, uh, I really liked it. It was a very comfortable watch. Hmm. But, and there's a but, Murray. Yeah. There was nothing surprising. It was a very unoriginal film. But it was familiar. I didn't mind. Yeah. No, I liked it. I, but you like familiar films, so that's okay. Uh, I would say this is a film you could take the family to watch. Yep. Yeah, yeah there were a few F-bombs dropped once in a while. Yeah, but I don't think there was many. No. They were like, they were like, just enough. Plus, they were old people that, you know. It's it's cute when an old person swears. And and there was a little bit of feline abuse, just saying. There I am marginalizing them again. 
It's your yard. There you go. You're just like the terrible city folk that I, ran this I, town. I'm really not. I love the old folks. <laughs> he does. I, I live for. That's the only reason I have my freaking job is because every now and Talk then I get, I get some eighty year old that just yeah. makes makes my day. Yeah, comes in and says, yeah. "I need glass." Sorry, yeah. I need glasses, uh, Bryce. Can well, you fit me with some glasses, Bryce? I, I got one eighty five year old that wears contacts still, and I'm like, uh, I don't know why you're doing this to yourself. Yeah, your but. eyes could last another twenty years. Yeah. If you just took out the contacts and you're not looking any hotter at 85. So just take out the contacts. On that note, I haven't seen her in a while. That's kind of sad. Maybe the contacts finally got her. Maybe. You know, I got to, I got to say again about Ben Kingsley. Mm. So he, he was fantastic in this movie. I think this is, yeah, he really was. I think this is one of his best roles. Like in recent memory. Yeah. yeah, and And I think, as far as who would go see this movie, people who like happy endings, yes. and I don't mean happy endings like, like that fun, Bryce and I may like. like family films. Yeah, that like family and appropriate, like people of all ages could see this film yep. for sure. And it's very enjoyable. The comedy is it does hit every single time. It's, it's just a warm film. It, it, it kind of, it's not really, but it kind of reminds me of that um, Tom Hanks or Tom Hanks movie that he made earlier this year. Uh, the man called Otto. Otto? Yeah. Kind of yeah. like that. It has similar kind of, yeah, I know I it wasn't so. as, it was some darkness to it too. Like yeah, there was, was some, some hints of darkness in this, yeah. but it, it had that same kind of feel to it where it was, I suppose there was, there was warming of, yeah, no, there was, the it innards. wasn't all lighthearted comedy. There, there did, were did some it warm, Did it warm moments. your, did it warm the cockles of your heart? It warmed the cockles yeah. for sure. What about the sub cockles? Not so, no, no, it didn't get to my subs. That's why it only got a man. Fair enough. But it was good. I liked it. I Always I liked it. Keep me guessing. Jeremy. Yeah. Well, if only I had a bit. It had been as original, oh. an alien movie as the first one we talked about. There you go. Now the one we've all been waiting for. Oh, the yeah. big draw of the week. Can't wait. All right, Blue Beetle. It's a DC movie. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Blue Beetle is the story of Jaime Reyes, or Jamie Reyes, Jamie. depending on how you're pronouncing it. But I'm going to go with Jaime. Nice. Who is chosen by some alien technology called a scarab, who in turn makes him a superhero. It's part Ant-Man, part Iron Man, and a lot of Spider-Man. Yep. What I'm saying is that it is very unoriginal. Yep. But what it lacks in originality, what makes up for with a lot of heart. What the action sequences are tedious. Oh, what? But where the movie shines, what is through the portrayal of the Reyes family. What the one thing that does set it apart is this is the first superhero film where it is all about the family and the lengths they would go to back each other up. What was that word again? Family. Family. (laughs) There is no silly secret identity. Stop banging your head against the mic, Jim. There's no silly secret identity or trying to hide your powers from your parents. The Reyes's are in this together. Mom, dad, little sister, uncle, and Nana are all helping out Jaime every step of the way as he navigates his way through his newly found abilities. The film made me smile more than once and laugh a couple of times as well. So even though this was unoriginal with some terrible looking CGI, it still had heart and left me caring about the Reyes family. So that is enough to make it meh. Oh, plus it's a superhero movie, so it's meh. Murray's right. I believe I said that. Yeah. Wait, Murray, did you pick all of his this week? Except for Strange. No, no. Which oh, three, okay. three for four. If okay. I had gone to Strays, I probably would have enjoyed it more than I thought you would. I have a yeah. feeling he's probably going to bat 500 on this, but what what did you, or who's, who's next? I don't even know. That'd be uh, Jim. That's me. All right. So, thanks for reminding us, Bryce, this was a DC. So, if you can all remember. There's so much good DC. When I thought yeah, that the worst superhero movie that I'd thought I'd see this year right. was Black Adam. Oh, Black Adam. Yeah. Well, those year? days are good. long over. Yep. Ah. If you take the worst things about Spy Kids, Fast and the Furious, and a DC reimagining of Spider-Man in the Beetleverse, but mm-hmm. replace Uncle Ben with Dada, 
then you have the most repulsive movie that has ever been made. No. This has so many contradictions, conveniences, no. nonsensical idiocy for the entire movie where they were Spanish speaking one tenth of the time. This and at fine. no time did it make any sense why they even spoke English once. I On top film. of that, Susan Sarandon is in no way Brazilian. No, she where isn't. Her family was, including no accent or parent. No. Including the niece. Uh, yeah, who's the niece who has Brazil. a very strong Brazilian accent. I'm pretty accent. sure she was family by marriage. Yeah, of course, because that's how families pass uh, on their, their wealth the is through the system. Yeah, because yeah. it was her husband. No, it literally no, was. They only mentioned brother. it. Like, you probably didn't even watch this. You probably fell asleep. That's why you're giving it a meh. Because you didn't even yeah. notice half the things that were happening yeah. in it. No, when I was I, going, uh, oh, that didn't happen, did it? And I'm like, yeah, it did happen. And it really did happen. This went from one scene that could have been a mature rated superhero film to concepts and logic made only for children who may think that what they were seeing was possibly interesting. And why, and I say, why do they have superhero and super villains who destroy roofs and walls and doors of people living in squalor and think that this is funny. Like we just saw in Black no, Adam where not. he lands in I a- I didn't like the action. Yeah, well, they kept they kept doing stupid things to these poor people's house. Uh, I know, it was terrible. It was, yeah, well, I'm not finished yet. Uh, and then- But I like the family. No, the family was not even a real family. Uh, yeah, it were. was not funny. And it literally just filled me with an entire amount of rage. Yeah. These people are barely keeping it together. So let's destroy their house. Because that's funny. Speaking of poor, George Lopez, the uncle, is annoying through the entire movie. And the family is so poor, they don't even know how they're going to pay their rent that month. And he's driving a $100,000 pimped out pickup truck. Like, what the actual fuck? He could sell his truck and they could buy a whole new house. I don't think it was. It it had spinner wheels. I, don't, I have no and idea. And it had like a Tacoma. Is I don't not, know is, what. Not I don't know what truck. cars cost. Yeah. Uh, well, you don't know what anything is when you watch this movie. Minimum th for 30, 40 grand. Yeah. Minimum. A minimum uh, plus all the souped up he has. Who would spend that on a car? I, he must have got you're, a second. You're guessing, getting my point exactly. I completed, ha completely hated every single frame of this movie and wished it had never been made. That. Yeah. And also that I never saw it. And that when I did see it, I wish it was 45 minutes shorter. This movie was two fucking hours. In addition to every frame of this movie, I also hated every single song on the soundtrack. That they had a perfectly good reason. If you're going to make a film about Spanish-speaking people, first off, Spanish have them speak Spanish. They did. And there is some Not great... Enough. No, and they it, lived, was, it was they refreshing. Were in, they were sometimes in, they were speaking Spanish, and they didn't is, even put any that subtitles is not, up. That is not but even then refreshing. Why are they speaking English at home with each other? Yeah, exactly. Murray, yeah, you're reading my mind here. Yeah. Plus, on top of that, there is so many great Spanish metal bands. They could have played a Spanish metal band, but instead, yeah. no, they had to play motherfucking Motley Crue to drive one particular scene. No. Which made absolutely no sense. Yeah. If you make a Spanish speaking, kickstart my heart. If you if you speak Spanish, make them speak Spanish. They did not one tenth of the time, but all of the time. This was. Yeah. I can't wait for this rating. I don't know what it's going to be. Absolutely going to make one of the worst films I've seen of this year. Whoa. It might make number one. Wow. That's, yeah. This actually is the most unquestionably questionable rage that I've ever given. No this way. movie has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. Wow. Every single thing that Bryce said is completely wrong. Mary, wow. what did you think of Blue Beetle? There's the gym I know and love. <laughs> And predicted too. Uh, this movie he bat 500, was, by the way. He was well with him because he's always he's, he keeps me guessing. You bet five hundred. I love about him. I got that went three for four with you. <laughs> okay, you bet seven fifty with me and twenty. That's five hundred, and you bet two fifty with him. Saying I know you. You know nothing. I know you. Um, now I want to hear this. This Mary, movie. What did you think of this Blue? This movie was 
really Latin. Like, hit you over the head Latin. Was it? Because I thought they were uh, all speaking English. In fact, the only Caucasian I could see was the bad guy, played by whiter-than-white Susan Sarandon. That might have been intentional. I'm sure it was. Uh, and her character was so cliched, so racist, so painfully boring that she made the main character look more interesting than he actually was. He wasn't I interesting liked, at liked all. Her big, ta- good. her big tagline for the movie? Yeah. Round them up. Oh, did she say that more I'm, than once? Uh, more than once. Huh. I'm pretty sure I heard Donald Trump say that. But <laughs> ah. the illegals crossing the border that he was trying to build a wall to stop. Interesting. Just saying. So, yeah, they hit that nail on the head, I guess. All I, white people I, are racist, apparently. Well, most of them are. Um, yeah, that's true. This film was excruciatingly bad. Mm. I am so sick of Disney-fied, PG, kid-friendly superhero like films. They're good. While this was not a product of Disney, it still used the same tired plot devices. Yes. Another thing I'm sick of is children playing superheroes. He's not a child. With the exception of Peter Parker, every other teenager child that has superpowers doesn't have the maturity to handle them and treats them like a joke. But he was, he must have been in his 20s. Shazam. He got back from his... Let's run through all the old plot devices from every superhero movie you've ever seen. They're all here. Shazam, main character forced to be a reluctant hero. Check. Venom, voice inside the suit that talks to the hero. Check. Spider-Man, the hero doesn't know how to use his powers and it's supposed to be funny. Check. Mm -hmm. It's not funny. Shang-Chi, main hero has an annoying energetic sister. Check. Batman, vehicle drives up the side of a building. Check. Double check. I don't even remember that. Iron Man. (laughs) Iron Man, hero fights a villain bigger, a a bigger version of himself. Yeah, that happened. Check. On top of all this film, this film had an awkward attempt at romance. A weak supervillain with bad dialogue and no concept of evil. A huge cache of weapons that regular people just know how to use. Absolutely. Look at at you, Nana. She was a freedom fighter. In fact, Nana was probably the only part of this film I liked. It was also the only thing in a theater full of kids that made them laugh. Mm. So that's pretty sad. This film is so painful to watch, I wanted to leave after the first hour. In fact, when the rich girl started talking about her tough life, I actually went to the bathroom. Good idea. Even though I didn't have to go. Mm. Uh, I just had to get the hell out of that theater. Unfortunately, I went back in. (laughs) This is a hard rage. Like you said, maybe one of the worst films of the year. It's ah. it's definitely the worst superhero so movie I've ever seen. Fucking done with DC. Ah, no, I'm it not done right. with DC. I am. But I'm done with James Gunn can rot in hell. Well, James Gunn about? had nothing to do with this one. No, but just, he's gonna ru- He's gonna ruin. He's gonna ruin DC. How's he gonna do that? Oh, just you wait. All right. Yeah, this this was this was really bad. So bad. You know the, the worst the thing. Movie you know what? It was, you it know was a the, superhero movie. You know the worst thing about this is that this is the second movie I've brought my wife to in the last two weeks because mm-hmm. we've been watching so many. Mm-hmm. And she went, "Can you please not take me to one of these again? Stop, <laughs> Stop taking me to superhero <laughs> movies. Take me to a movie that's actually good. Yeah, it wasn't she that bad. Should have gone to Jules. Yeah, she would have liked it. She probably would have. There you go. But I had you as my date, Marie. Oh, well. She she doesn't deliver like you do at the movies. I would have sat in the back. (laughs) Nice. You and Pee Wee. Me and Pee Wee. (laughs) I got that. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. right. Is this your favorite Susan Sarandon films? (laughs) Three guesses what this is about. Well, he had one there. Cute, fuzzy aliens. (gasps) This week, we were treated to a cute-as-hell alien named Jules. Wasn't fuzzy, though. Well, cute. It's Uh, very smooth. I definitely prefer those over the face-hugging, acid-spitting, hunt-you-down-or-blow-up-the-White-House kind. Yeah, they both have their place. 
Yeah, so I thought I'd take a look at some of my favorite aliens. Honorable mention to two TV aliens Alf. who don't qualify, apparently. I going to say Alf. I'm talking about Alf, who also, <laughs> also loved his cat. I was going to say Mork. <laughs> and Mork. Yes! Also TV. Does he love cats? No, Mork. No, I think he did. I don't remember. I don't know what he ate. Um, okay. I, I nailed it. Of course you did, because I love my TV. Because he, know knows, he knows you as well as you know him I this week. I love my TV. I'm allowed to talk about it here. All right. Uh, first up, we have Contact. Jodie Foster has an astronomer who discovers a signal from outer space that directs her and her team to build a ship to travel to outer space and presumably another di- dimension. Plus, Mr. All Right, All Right, Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And Jake Busey as a crazy terrorist, dude. <laughs> Jake Busey. I loved him in Home Fries. He's <laughs> awesome and everything. I met him. He's awesome. All right, on. Uh, next up, we have Arrival. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, and Forrest Whitaker try mm. to decipher an alien race. And signals. Will Patton. You forgot Will Patton. Yeah. You that too? Uh, briefly, I guess. As either hostile or friendly. Directed by Denny Villeneuve. Yes. Nominated for eight Oscars. Mm. Nice. There's a strong incentive for movie lovers to watch Arrival. As it's not only directed by Villeneuve, but also has a very strong cast. That, oh, I already put that uh, further proof is that it received eight not Oscars, win one for best sound editing. Nice. It was a little long and a little confusing, but hey, I like Amy Adams. <laughs> we know. Uh, next up, might be a surprise to you, Meatballs Part 2. That's an alien movie? It is. It's not as good as the first one because no Bill Murray. But the alien kid in this film attends summer camp with the humans. Nice. Did he We're- look like Jules? No, a little bit, except he actually talked. Okay. Mm. But he had the same powers. Uh, learns dirty jokes and helps the heroes win a boxing match with his mental powers. Nice. Nice. Uh, next up, of That's course, gold right that's there, gold. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to rewatch Meatballs, too. Next up, the OG of cute fuzzy aliens, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Mm. Made pretty much everyone my age wish they had a flying bicycle. Still one of the few movies that makes me ball like a baby. Nice. Directed by Mr. Steven Spielberg, still my favorite director of all time. All right. Next Two. up, we have... Oh, we're not done. No, I'm not done. It's going on for hours. There's lots of aliens. Hours? It's Merman Minute, I think. I'm thought. halfway there. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, like a, it's like a Merman half hour when you keep interrupting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, it. we have Starman. 1984, mm-hmm. 80s sci-fi classic starring Jeff Bridges and directed by John Carpenter. The dude. Yes. Who's nice. mostly known for horror films. Mostly. Bridges plays an extraterrestrial who gets shot down by the government while visiting Earth and falls in love with Karen Allen as she teaches him how to live like a human. Nice. Yeah. She had sex with him too, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, then we have one of my favorites, Paul. Oh, Paul. Comedy duo of Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Play nerdy sci-fi tourists from England who want to explore Area 51 and pick up an alien hitchhiker with a potty mouth. Mm. Voiced by Seth Rogen. Nice. Special kudos to Jason Bateman and Sigourney Weaver as the bad guys. Nice. Next up, we have, of course, another classic, Cocoon. Mm. Ron Howard's cinematic gem about old people who make... Find the fountain of youth in a swimming pool with alien pods and make friends with them when they return to retrieve them. There are so many outstanding performances by the seniors in this cast. And Steve Gutenberg. The best part about that is, was it William Buckley or whatever his name is? is it, what's his name? William Brimley. Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. 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 Wilford Brimley. When he's in the first cocoon, he is actually younger than Tom Cruise was like when he was 55. I think oh, he really? was 54 really? when he made that movie as a senior. It's possible. <laughs> nice. Because he he's, look, he's looked 80 for... He was like, like America's grandpa. Yeah, he 80s. was. That's that's the funniest thing about that and movie. And we're going to finish off with another Spielberg classic. What? The Close. Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie? No. Oh. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. Spielberg's follow-up to his summer blockbuster, Jaws. Mm. Also starring Richard Dreyfuss. Our hero tries to convince people about the alien's existence, mm-hmm. but everybody mm-hmm. finds him annoying mm-hmm. and delusional. And he Just makes, like in real life. And 
He also ate a lot of potatoes with gravy. That's right. Whether you've seen it or not, everybody knows the music notes they use to communicate That's and right. how to make Devil's Tower out of mashed potatoes. Yes. Mm. Loves me the gravy. That's all I got. Gravy, gravy. Maybe next week I'll talk it's about a great list. Uh, <laughs> it was a list. It was a list. That's right. It was. And it was my list, damn it. That's right. It was. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. obvious my biggest rage of this week was the movie blue beetle and everything about it really but in addition to blue beetle was all right i am going to say if you're gonna make a foul mouth talking dog movie Mm. don't put so much stupid lovey-dovey plot in it so you get i'm doing a double rage this week Mm. this could have been an entire week of mondos if i didn't have to watch blue beetle and the other ones were a little bit better so there you go Instead, it was mostly meh. So more, more cocaine bear and less incredible journey. Yeah, more cocaine in this movie might have made it better. There you go. They only mm-hmm. did mushrooms once. There you go. So, uh, my rage this week is that I really wanted to see Passages, but there was no late showing anywhere in Calgary because the only place showing it was Eau Claire. So, I don't think I'm upset with Eau Claire as much as I'm upset with the fact that, number one, nobody else is showing the movies I won't want to see other than Eau Claire. And Eau Claire has like an afternoon showing and then a seven o'clock showing. And then if you get, if you want to watch it after that, you're screwed. So we literally had to flip a coin to see which one we were going to see. So I don't know. You know, I, I'm glad I saw what I saw, but I really, really wanted to see passages. Um, so I guess maybe my rage is actually that our downtown is going to be with like out any cinemas soon. Yep. Um, there was a time when there was nine. I know I've talked about this before, but there was nine in the core. And I'm not even talking on the outskirts. I'm talking in the core. There was the Palace, mm-hmm. Showcase Grand, the Uptown, the Globe, Palliser Square, Calgary Place, Bankers Hall, Essel Plaza, and Eau Claire. There was a time when all of those existed at the same time. And now there will be one. The Globe. Yeah. Real, real soon, and who knows how long it will be. Of it, you know, it'll be yeah. able to. Survive. I mean, it's for sale, so if someone buys it, if yeah. we could have zero theaters down, downtown. cinemas downtown, it's, it's crazy. Yep. So I yeah. don't know. So my rage is the fact that I didn't get to see passages because it wasn't showing when I could see it, or and also that the reason is because nobody's going downtown to watch the movies, and that's why they had to cut screenings. Yeah. So, but here's a question for you both. Do you think because Eau Claire is such a shitty theater anyway? That's um, right. Like we when we went to we all went and saw um, Jewels together mm-hmm. at the other fairly the other inner one. city cinema plaza. at the Plaza, yeah. and it was mostly full on it a Sunday. It wasn't mostly full, but it was but it was a lot of people. There's a lot there. of people there. Yeah, yeah so full. it it goes to show you that the, I, they I can went, draw. Yeah, well, I went to. Um, I can't even remember what it was called, but I went to, oh, the Miracle Club with my mother at 2 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon yeah. at the plaza. Yeah. It had to be 40, 50 people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is yeah. the plaza is doing something. Two o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. The plaza is doing something right because so it's, yeah. it's bringing in art house too. That's yeah. what it's our just, cheapest freaks. Their, art, their art house films are just a week late. Otherwise, we'd probably just go to the plaza all the time. Yeah. Right? So Indeed. Yeah, pick up your game, people. I don't know. Cities and turn it into a cesspool. Total cesspool. They want more Blue Beetle and Ant Man. Yeah. Yes. 
Holy beetle, my ass. Bring on the map. <laughs> Rage. I, I hate you right now. That's all I want to say. Okay, it's the lists. This is going to be an interesting discussion. Murray, did you get to see this? No. All right. Well, so for those of you who are listening and this is your first time listening, go to our website, filmrageyyc.com, and go to the lists page of our website. On there, you will see four different categories. Undoubted, doubted, repulsive, and mesmerizing. So we've been working hard to get rid of our mesmerizing actors because we don't feel... Well, it's impossible to have two mesmerizing actors in the same movie because the whole meaning of being mesmerizing is you're more mesmerized by the one than the other. It's the only person that you're looking at. So we saw Bill Murray versus Olivia Coleman in Hyde Park on Hudson. There are two Olivias in there. That's why I thought I made a mistake. Well, you did not no, make a mistake. You did not. You did not make a mistake. And so here is my, here is my, my feelings about this competition between those two. Okay. I actually thought of the f- two of them, and throw in Olivia Williams. Mm-hmm. I thought Olivia Williams was better than the both of them. I disagree. That sucks. Yeah, I thought that Bill Murray was. Probably one of the worst performances that he's ever given. I would also agree with you. I did, I, think, I did not buy it. I nope. did not like it. I did not like him doing the weird, I don't, whatever the cadence was that he was doing, trying it to do an impression. It wasn't It good. wasn't a good impression. No. Um, I thought Olivia Coleman had like two scenes that blew me away. Yes, I would agree. And she was solid through the rest of it, but... I, yeah, I still think she was the most mesmerizing in the movie. I yeah, guess. see, I, I mean, we're gonna, we're, we're not. I, the only thing we could agree on is that Bill Murray was the weakest in the group yeah. by so, far. I but don't know. I thought Olivia Williams, and maybe you just weren't watching her close enough. I was watching because there were everything. scenes where she was with in the background of everybody, and she was fucking acting the shit out of that that scene. Mm. Like I'd never seen her so. Well, I've always thought she was mesmerizing, but she that's was super the, mesmerizing. That's the thing. Movie. I mean, I'm, I'm she she hasn't been in other movies. I don't know what you're talking about. She was she was good in this, and she's always solid, but she's not mesmerizing. Never has been. I thought she was amazing. She's very good. She's she's one of the highlights of this for sure. But it's it you know when you're standing next to Bill Murray doing whatever the hell he was doing, it's <laughs> tough not to look good. <laughs> Murray would not have liked him in this. Probably not. No. Look too serious for me anyway. Well, this, I, this seems like a cheap cop out to to not get rid of Bill Murray. By the way, it, I that's that's what it seems like to me. This is a complete cop out. See, my your, thought was we could get rid of Coleman and Murray, yeah. but then that means Williams. But okay, so here's the thing. Yeah. If you actually the, the thought that is, Olivia Williams was is, better, then we could get rid of both of them. Well, yeah, but Olivia but, Williams would be gone like instantly. You yeah, just, but it doesn't mean we add her. She's just she. Yeah, here, we've yeah, had yeah. that case where you know the. I, I don't though. She was she was good, but there were a couple scenes where, where I'm like, yeah, Coleman, you're you're awesome. She well, yeah, she is just awesome. So no. All right. But well, I we lose Bill Murray. That's all I'm going to say. Because it was unanimous that he was the worst thing. Okay. Uh, so then, then I'm Bill okay Murray. with. Yeah. Bill Murray's gone. Bill Murray's gone. Olivia Coleman gets to stay by technicality. She gets a TKO. That's right. It's not an all-out knockout. Yeah. It's a technical. It knockout. was a technical knockout because we were split on which Olivia was more it mesmerizing. Was, it was more of a. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I didn't think she was fantastic. But yes. I personally just thought Olivia Williams was better. Yeah, she was, and they kind of look good. a little bit alike, so well, it's yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I looked at it, I looked it up again, and I'm like, oh shit, there's another Olivia in here. Maybe I maybe I put the wrong button by mistake, and I'm like, <laughs> no, Coleman's actually in it too, just <laughs> yeah. further down the list. Yep. There you go. She wasn't yep. the star of it, but well, actually. Neither of none of them yeah, the star. It's actually I guess Laura completely Dern wrong. was a star. I yeah. guess. Well, okay. she was. She was also they not good. It, they listed on IMDb in order. This movie. Those was two not were like good. the first two. Yeah, it wasn't a great movie. No. No. I remember it being better, and then when I watched it, again, I was like, "Why did I think this was okay?" It was better than what? Yeah. Than not better? 
I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And then I was watching it, and That's I was right. like, you oh. watch movies more than once. Agreed. I think yeah. we should never watch movies more than once. There's too many new movies. Yes. All right, Mer, what are we going to see next week? Oh, you know what? I think it's been preordained. We're watching. Preordained? We, we we have had. Um, Request? Well, we've had. No, we've had David uh, Deschmelian on there for oh. a week. He's oh. had a good run. Now he's yeah. going to see if he can take out Viola Davis. You ready to knock him off right Yeah, in the Suicide right. Squad. That was going to be one of two, and I guess that's the other one you went with. Uh, yep. I was also going to check out Chow Yun Fat as well, but we'll do that next time. Yep. Uh, yeah, Viola Davis and David Dashmalian. Yes. The Suicide Squad. That's, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> And I can tell you, I gar- guarantee you, they're probably in it. I wish. B- b- all I say, battles. all I'm saying is, I kind of wish Viola Davis did not take this role. You never know. You maybe not the only one. Maybe I actually maybe, was enjoying the first one until she showed up. Maybe she mm. won't be in it five minutes, and she'll save oh, herself. I'm sure she's in she's, it at least five minutes. I, mean, I know she's good, but. We'll see. We'll We're see. We're gonna see. It's gonna be a tough one. Viola, this could be the only one. This is this is the one that could knock her out. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, going so. in, my 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 memory tells me that she's gone. Now, I wasn't watching it with that eye though the first time. Because you now, just see her and it's, I, like, it's like she's brilliant. She's brilliant. So, so everybody wonders poopy. When I'm remembering that movie, all I'm all I'm all I'm remembering, remembering is Steve Dashmillion. So yep. All right. Well. Good luck, Viola Davis. Yes. You know we love you. You do. I do. I do. More than anyone. She's my future wife. I yeah, well, keep saying that. Pretty sure she's married with kids. But <laughs> well, if she ever gets divorced and my wife dies by accident yeah. somewhere in the mountains. Stuff happens, Merman. Don't stuff. rain on his parade. That's right. Uh, as long as I have an alibi, I don't care. That's right. <laughs> Last week on Rage or Dare or Casey, Bryce and Jim regrettably were forced to pick from my bag of evil remakes, where they now have to find out if the film The Lone Ranger is as offensive as the accusations against Army Hammer are, or as racially inappropriate as it sounds when a film jumps through many, many, many hoops to explain why a white dude plays a traditionally indigenous <laughs> character when there were many amazing First Nations actors working in 2013. This week, Bryce gets to rage or dare or Casey again. Looks to me like there's been a lot of Casey love these days, and I don't mind at all. I'm guessing Bryce will totally choose to reach into my back again. Come on, Bryce. Now, let's find out if the combo of Army Hammer and white privilege stealing jobs from First Nations actors is as terrible as you can imagine for our two rageettes. That's right, ragelings. Racism isn't funny. Ever. Okay. I know, that was kind of funny. <laughs> yes, racism is not funny. It's not funny, but it's funny the way he put it. <laughs> what? And, he, and yes, there are some First Nation actors they could have got to play this role. They could have got like a hundred. But at the end of the day, anyway, its heart was in the right place and they, they, didn't, they didn't exploit it, in my opinion. But let's, this is what I thought. The Lone Ranger stars Army Hammer as the Masked Man and Johnny Depp as Tonto. Army Hammer is bland and harmless, as usual, and Johnny Depp is quirky with a dead crow on his head through the entire movie. In this updated version, Tonto no longer serves the Lone Ranger, but instead is out for justice and teams up with him. The dynamic between the Lone Ranger and Tonto is entertaining for the most part, most of the humor lands, albeit in a movie that went on for an hour too long. I did not care for the bad CGI, but what else is new? Still, there are some problems, and there are a lot of problems with this movie. But it still entertained me enough to make it meh. What? It was fine. Really? Wow. Okay, you're giving out meh like candy today. No, I'm, I'm really not. It was. Yeah. It was. It was mildly entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watching Johnny Depp play a First Nations character, and it, where his and accent just, is awful. Well, you're, but you, okay, you, and you get you get on with it right real soon here. But yes, they should have probably put a First Nations person in it. But at the same time, 
we got we're in a we're in a day and age where we're casting all sorts of different colors in all sorts of different roles whether that was the initial writing of it or not and why is this different yeah it makes no sense anyway so <clears throat> that was annoying in itself and then you add army hammer playing a bumbling idiot who did not at one point make me think anything good about his acting no, his he's delivery terrible. in he's anything he's always terrible yeah so it was and everything in this was completely unbelievable. In any of the action, none of the action in this made oh, any I hated sense. The action. the action was awful. Plus, Tonto's character follows the Lone Ranger around many times to help him, which made no sense. Tonto could have just done things he's by a, himself. He was a good dude. No, there were scenes where Army tried to like freaking kill him. I know. And I, he's like, oh no, I'll just buddy. He's that, a good that dude. Just ab- no, he it just absolutely annoyed me. There's no fucking ah, way. He's just a Johnny good dude. Johnny Depp. Okay. You, you're defending your man. I get it. This was like the worst of buddy cop type films. Like, you know, you think of the, um, what's his name? Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan movies. Shanghai. Shanghai Noon. Oh, yeah. Those were at least funny. And they, the well, delivery they was well. Chan and and it had Jack, they had Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. This, this had that. They did, yes. So uh, they were kind of trying to, to, I think, model something like that. But it, but at least in the Jackie Chan one, he was playing a Chinese person coming over to America. He wasn't Chinese trying I to play a, a First Nations person. I think they should have reversed the roles. Person. I think they should have had Owen Wilson play the Chinese person coming to America and Jackie Chan play the white guy. Yeah, to me, this was like they were trying to redo the Apple Dumpling Gang, except they yeah, didn't kinda. have they didn't have Don Knotts and and Don Knotts. I'm sure would prefer to be dead than to come back and play this movie because it was so completely awful. And that yeah, I, I just couldn't get back. I couldn't get over the fact that, first off, the action is completely terrible. True. Everything about it makes no sense. A lot of it and, makes sense. And, and every single time, they one of them should be dead. Yeah. yeah. And, and Johnny Depp's character coming to rescue Army Hammer's He's character all the time, it just it was terrible. <laughs> Your this movie's this movie's awful. Your it's buddies. really really bad. I wish it was, it was never made. I wish I never had to see it. One. It was a movie about a reluctant friendship that turned into a genuine friendship. I didn't feel that by the end of it. I did. Yeah. You, yeah. And here I thought it was about a lone ranger getting justice. No. No. no Apparently that's not what it's about. No, no, no. no. Get with the program. No, it well, was excuse about me for t- watching an hour the TV t- show as a child. Yeah, yeah. see, now this, that was th- racist. That was racist. <laughs> yeah, because wasn't that uh, it was the 70s? He was serving pretty much as master in that. Yeah, one. exactly. And I, it wasn't um, an indigenous person. It was exactly. it was Bruce Lee. So. <laughs> Oh. What? Yeah, we're thinking about the Green Hornet. Oh, the, about green the Green Hornet. Hornet. What the Lone Ranger? Ranger. <laughs> Those so are, what? What was the Lone Ranger? The Ranger, the Western. Yeah, but who was in they that? They had similar know. outfits, Clayton, I suppose. Clayton something. I don't know. <laughs> what was? Who was in that one? I don't remember. It was like in the fifties. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I mixed up Green oh, Hornet. Man, with- <laughs> this has gone off the rails. <laughs> it totally has. Yeah. Needless to say, don't watch the Lone Ranger. Nope. It's terrible. Yes. That's all I want to say. And yeah. it was all right. Bryce is giving out Maz like candy. Mad. Yeah, I noticed that. Apparently, it's getting close to Halloween. Must be. That's all I got to say. In the streets. Ah, so Bryce has to pick something this week. You've got. Make your choice. It's Hell or Paradise. Who's this? This Murray? In the streets nope. of Halloween. I don't know what that is. What's this? What's going on? You get That's to Casey Rage or Dare yours. or Casey. Rage, Dare, or Casey. What about yeah, yours? I think there's only one thing in my Where's bag yours? Left. Okay, I'm going to take whatever's left in your bag. I don't care. All right, we got to find it. We got to find it? Is there really only one left? Oh, there's oh, two. Okay, yeah, well, don't. What are you doing? I'm just making sure there's two. All right. So, I got a 50-50 shot at something. It's something good. I'm going to take the smaller one. Sure, it has Martin Lloyd's in it. I hope not. I don't even know what it is. 2015's Accidental Love. Oh, you're going to say Accidental Tourist. Accidental Love. That uh, that know. is. I have no idea what that is. I don't know that one. I know it's from 2015. 
That's that's the best thing about it is it's from 2015. It was just a banner year in movies. What it stars it? Jessica Biel. Oh, I like Jessica Biel. Yeah, and she's uh, Jenny Gully. She's pretty good in Beverly uh, D'Angelo. Okay, Beverly D'Angelo. I like her. And James Marsden. James. Hey, James, James Marsden. Marsden. He's adorable. He is adorable. Is he on one of our lists? He yeah, is. he's, he's <laughs> on our... Like the bad one? He's on the doubted He's list. on the doubted list, because even though he's completely adorable, he chooses the worst freaking movies. So I wonder how you're going to think about this. I'm going to guess that... Sounds like a rom-com If to it's me. James Marsden, it's probably bad, but... He'll be adorable in it. Yeah, but maybe... <laughs> At some point, he'll maybe make me this, smile. Maybe this will be a Mondo, and then it'll get him off the list. Oh, I don't think this is within Ada for him, though. Well, probably not. Sure. Yeah, probably not. All right, so accidental what now? Love. Love. Accidental love. Right. Yeah, which is what Bryce had for a lot of movies this week that were yes. definitely not lovable. I agree. All right. Well, yeah. we solved all the world's problems this week. Did we now? Apparently. Thanks to Ragers for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family who you can find in our show notes. Thanks to Casey from the Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rager Dare and our God of Rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty please, 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 and make us a rage. That's it for this week. Rage on! Doo, 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 doo. Rage on!